yes guys what is good you are tuned in to pi radio manchester's number one youth-led radio station and this is mango masala the south asian show my name is gerns and welcome now i'm very happy to say it's been a while since i've actually been with people inside the pi radio studio but finally i'm back baby <laughs> I was—I thought you were gonna say something else, and I was—I was like, you know, when I heard the B, I was just like, oh <laughs> it would be a very justified worry given how much of a potty mouth I have. But I have done this—I have done very well controlling myself thus far. Don't worry, I'm not gonna let you down now. Give yourself a pat on the back. I actually deserve it because you guys actually don't don't actually understand how much I swear like day to day. I think it's like every sentence. Nah, I can definitely understand that. Am I pushing that a bit? Down yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, um, for those of you that don't know, Halima has been living it up, going to. Madeira, which you know what i actually feel bad for the people there because i feel like they're gonna have a covid spike inevitably because obviously portugal is like mm. i think it's amber everyone's going Madeira, so yeah. i feel like it's only a matter of time before. but the thing is they they actually they want us there like mm. weirdly enough like because Funny i think you would say that no no, no because <laughs> because i think obviously like tourism must be one of their like you know big industries mm. <clears throat> and um before i went obviously like i was doing all my research and stuff like that about safety procedures and and that kind of stuff and I was reading an article that was saying how like the well I, the president the prime minister I don't, well I don't know how the politics of Portu- Portuguese like overseas territory work but like whoever's in charge of Madeira that person was like, basically complaining because when we put Portugal on the on the amber list we put Madeira on them on there as well because obviously they're part of Portugal and they were complaining like oh even though like politically we're Portugal we're geographically an island by ourselves so like it's not fair that we're on the amber list put us on the green list we want your tourists basically uh, fair enough then. and like when I was there as well there was one time when I had it I went kayaking and my kayak guy was talking about this and he was saying the same thing like oh they've been waiting to be put on the greenness so they can have like more tourists basically well so. there enjoy yourselves then guys going yeah in Madeira. yeah but i do think it's only a matter of time before that comes back to bite them it will it will yeah yeah to be, to be fair there's one in tourists and then there's one in british tor- british tourists <laughs> like or, or lack of him, what's it called? Lack of concern. Like, I can imagine a lot of people won't have been doing their research, like you were saying. Exactly. Like, but yeah, obviously, it's nice. You had a little bit of a break. I know you've been itching to travel, <laughs> like, for the longest now, time. I'm itching to go back, man. Like, I've just had to call us, like, is it, I'm I'm kind of in a worse position than you because you kind of like haven't I'm assuming you haven't traveled in a long while, so like you haven't yeah. seen anything different in a long while, right? You just get used to the fucking. Apologies. Apologies. We jinxed it. We jinxed it. I am so <laughs> sorry. I've come if you're listening. Please. I'm sorry. Yeah, apologies to <laughs> everyone offended by that. But yeah, I'm so sorry. You, um, I'm so sorry. I'm so, oh my God. What were you saying? Anyways, anyways. <laughs> you get used to like the monotony. This is what I mean. Like, I'm so passionate <laughs> about it. It's just, this is what happens. Like when you've been in this island for so long, you do get used to the used used to the monotony of it. But then obviously, when you go away and you see something different and you come mm. back, it feels worse. Yeah. Even just flying, like flying out and flying in. Even when you're on the plane, and you're just looking down on this island. You're like, ah, oh, as soon as you land, the skies are grey. Mm. Like the difference in literally the sky is so palpable. Do you like think you want to like live abroad in the future? You know what? Like I never, I never thought. I never thought I wanted to only because not because like I love it here but because all my family are here like well not all of them but like a lot of my family like my whole community like my friends and my life is here in it um so I never thought I wanted to in that sense but like recently the more I think about it the more it just makes sense because like why am I because I'm I'm one of those people that's like quite affected by the weather as well 
Mm. Um, and naturally, like, I mean, it's July. Look outside your window, guys. It's it's terrible. Um, and like one time my friend was saying to me, like, why would you stay in a country and be miserable for 11 months? <sighs> like, if I you mean, know the weather makes you miserable, why would you willingly be miserable for 11 yeah, months? Yeah, this, this is literally what I was thinking. Because obviously you've got the, like, I'm pretty sure someone's even commented it before. And like, probably when you're going in the UK and they're like, oh, why doesn't she just go about to a country? You know, that Yeah. But like, obviously not saying that however taking that like with a pinch of salt if we are co- obviously complaining so much let, let's do something about it that's what i was like yeah okay. that's what i mean like i mean i can't go back to bangladesh specifically because you see these brits here <laughs> they, they did a number on that place <laughs> they did yeah. a number you can't live there like the living standards are terrible i mean it's such a trade-off in it in it like it's, everything is just such a trade-off because on the one hand it's like it's terrible here outside of the weather as well like this island is actually just bad vibes but then where can you go that's better like the only thing that the only difference any like anything makes is like the weather that's very true the oh and and like tax maybe that's if you go to like you know the middle east or the gulf or something i was i was um, following this like conversation on twitter the other day about like um how much you'd have to earn in the uk to be able to take like certain amount home after tax and it's like you have to earn like um over 50k um to be able to take home 3k a month after tax and like student loan repayments and 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 like pensions and all that kind of stuff wow. or over 50k to take home 3k that is that is ridiculous but then someone commented you'd have to earn 36k in the uae to take home 3k a month after tax well then you know mm. so much no, to you... think about much to think about and it's very sunny though yeah but you know what my thing is is you know so like a lot of young professionals that are moving to like the gulf now you know particularly like dubai um in the bangladeshi community in like manchester i know a lot of individuals who have done that like a lot of people do that now and i've always just been like oh my god i would never go to dubai like they have such bad human rights like the country is built on slave labor all of this so i used to be so like against it and then i deep hang on hang on i'm living in the imperial heart like mm. i'm really living in the uk it's kind of like, what's the difference? Like, what is actually ob- the difference? Obviously, not condoning like the fact that these things still exist. Yeah. And obviously, if you go to certain places, inevitably they do have worse human rights, etc. Mm-hmm. However, when you look at the generic, it's not like we can look at it from the um, UK, Britain, etc., and be like, oh, because we're so much better. Do you know what I mean? Like, we just really. recently passed laws that says journalists <clears throat> can't make fun of the government, make the government look bad. We can't rescue refugees from boats. We yeah. can't protest. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, hello. The same thing's <laughs> happening right over here. It's a facade. It's like, just it's just like a facade of civility. Exactly. Like, mm. anyone who thinks, like, the. Britain is better off in terms of like civil rights or whatever else than any other country. Um, and, and specifically when, you know, not just any other country, but countries like from the global South and whatever else it's all it is, is the veneer of civility. That's it. Yeah. And people might not necessarily be in dying or well, people are dying, but like people might be not be dying to the same extent on mass or yeah. yeah like, however, um, it's, it's still happening. It's just under your nose and it's a lot more like, subtle exactly exactly and then and then you even look at like for example the point i've just made like going back to my own country going back to bangladesh why can't i go back to bangladesh because bangladesh has been desecrated by the uk so these things are even still like like the structural like even though colonialism has like technically ended the structural continuities of them are still very much here very much present so even if we're looking at 
even if we're comparing like oh my god like someone like bangladesh has such worse human rights than the uk uk is so much better well bangladesh has is in such terrible shape right now because of the uk mm-hmm. so even then you know it's just you can't go anywhere man there's no there's no peace anywhere there's peace in the hereafter and that's it get right with the lord everyone now obviously with the main i think what's probably the main news in the hip-hop world in the past week has been um the baby's antics now um obviously for those of you that don't know he was performing at i think it's rolling loud festival i think it's um i think it's a festival and basically he completely randomly started going on this rant um, which didn't really make any sense it wasn't really it wasn't like anyone said anything. He just randomly started. Um, I'm talking. not gonna lie. Like I haven't even watched all the whole video because I just I have a I have very small, um, uh, like very low tolerance for like uh, nonsense. Yeah. So like anytime there's exactly. like nonsense on like my 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 screen, I just honestly I just scroll past. Like mm-hmm. but I've heard what was said. Yeah. I didn't actually listen watch the video. So um. I, I have watched the video, but, but obviously we can't play it on air because yeah. literally I'd just be bleeping out loads of stuff. Yeah. But to read it to you guys, um, so he just randomly started addressing his audience, saying, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that will make you die in two to three weeks, then put your <coughs> cell phone, light it up. Ladies, if you're downstairs area smells like water put your cell phone lighter up fellas if you ain't sucking you can probably assume what that is in the parking lot put your cell phone lighter up now obvious obviously people that are this is the thing that's kind of annoyed me about this is that people have come from this and said like oh like freedom of speech this that the other like he's just like joking like why can't you say anything like he's obviously mm-hmm. like not he's obviously not being serious like people are too sensitive however when you have a platform like that there's so many different elements to like what he's just said mm-hmm. but for the first thing is obviously he has a platform and mm-hmm. what he said about hiv and aids is not true mm-hmm. obviously when the um AIDS epidemic was at its highest in like the 80s and 90s um it was a very scary time especially for the lgbtq plus community there, 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 there are pe- like people in those communities and parts of those communities that still to this day have not recovered mm-hmm. it was it's a traumatic and especially homophobia obviously still exists but yeah. like 30 40 years ago it was still so it was so much more than it was today i so think i oh sorry to cut you off yeah go go for it i i saw this i saw this uh someone like someone from the lgbt community talking about how um they ha- they like there are sections they don't have like queer elders for example um or as many queer elders as they should in their community because so many of them died during yeah. you know during the um epidemic like mm-hmm. and can you imagine like going through something like that where it's so scary no one knew what it what this was there Mm -hmm. was also a Mm -hmm. a kind of lack of desire um to understand what it was because Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. mainly affecting people from that community which because obviously the homophobia was so rampant Mm. it was just it was kind of like yeah they're dying but me uh, like literally there was like people saying oh maybe this is a god's way of like yeah it's just so 
so messed up. I mean, yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to like even go into to what um, AIDS and HIV misinformation does to fuel homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a pretty pretty established like notion. Mm-hmm. Everyone understands that. Mm-hmm. So for the baby to get up on stage is not just making derogatory terms about uh, he's not even spreading misinformation he's spreading misinformation to the to the end that it's going to incite hatred and bigotry mm-hmm. the thing is as well like um so obviously we're saying like about how bad it was at that time but thankfully if if you do contract um, HIV you can actually take medication now um, or take medication, I think, before um, having um, sexual intercourse with someone who has HIV. And it can, it's very basic, it's very easily it monitored. It's detectable, basically. Yeah. Like, there's, the science has come so far, there have been so many breakthroughs to the point where, like, you can take medication and it will make it undetectable and, and um, non contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, you're not going to die in two to three weeks, yeah. which is obviously what the baby said. Yeah. Um, now, Especially when you think about how his audience is probably young people who maybe like aren't necessarily that educated about AIDS, which is a whole problem in itself mm-hmm. that they should be educated on like what's happening, obviously sexual health, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him to go and say that is is you're right, is just fueling people it who are already homophobic. Yeah, it weaponizes like what what is actually a serious thing, and allows like. Um, gay people gay people to be painted as like the boogeyman mm-hmm. you know so then there is kind of like this um as though we should be moving apprehensive towards this community of people because of they are they're apparently dangerous because they all have AIDS and they all have you know hiv yeah um, i, I want to speak a little bit more about you know how how uh, people coming to his defense are talking about like um oh it's free speech it's free speech when I was doing my undergrad, I actually organized um, a workshop, a free speech workshop, right? And essentially, like, what we were discussing is kind of, like, what is free speech and, and, and all of these things. And I think what's important to do is to make a distinction between free speech and hate speech. Everybody has a right to say what they want. But the minute you're, what you're saying um, impedes on someone else's, like, civil liberties and someone else's, um, you know, human dignity, which is, like, the most fundamental basic human right that everybody universally is entitled to, the minute what you're saying is in- enticing hatred towards, you know, a certain group of people or whatever demographic, it's no longer free speech. And you can't, you can't, it can't run at mm-hmm. that point, right? Because there's now a material threat. We know what homophobia is. We know the history of homophobia. We understand the political and social contingencies of homophobia, especially with regard to like AIDS scaring, scaremongering around AIDS, sorry. Um, so it's not just, they're not just words. They have a very, very material effect on people that it's aimed towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, so in that instance, we everyone needs to be careful of you know when they're just excusing things under the guise of free speech and actually understand sometimes things are hate speech and that's what's not allowed or should not be allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like on a level as well, we actually need to talk about like why like straight, particularly straight men, are obsessed with like gay people. Mm. And the thing is as well, like I've seen a lot of stuff about how um, some people go and say, oh yeah, it's it's people who are secretly gay who um, are the ones that are really homophobic but might be true in some circumstances however when you say that and generalize it like that it then takes the accountability off the straight people and it's kind of attacking 
gay people like by saying that yeah so. exactly exactly and I, I don't know i i've never heard gay people be uh, like uh, obsessed with uh, with straight people having sex in parking lots the way that i've heard sex people yeah. obsess over gay sex like it's very very weird it's just on, on yeah. a level like there's so many ways to intellectualize this issue and there's so many you know like politics and and social impacts that we can discuss and talk about but like on a level it's actually weird it is. <laughs> like you're a weirdo the baby you're a exactly. weirdo exactly <laughs> and it's is this like where did that come i don't get that like where did it come from what was going from, yeah. through your head that yeah. thought okay i'm just gonna go on some massive rant about hiv and aids and how like oh yeah. yeah and i think he released a statement afterwards which oh um, he doubled down as well didn't he there was no apology like he really yeah. doubled down he said I tell my fans to put a cell phone light in the air and y'all start a million man march. I told y'all digested that wrong, but I ain't gone lime impressed. Now show this same amount of support when a racist cop kills one of um our black um yeah, you're not. Anybody who ever been affected by AIDS, HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, though I had no intentions on offending anybody, so my apologies. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all, do you? Y'all business is y'all business. So why are you speaking on it then? And for any brands, networks, or artists that like to profit off a black rapper's influence on any culture without understanding it, or the pa- have the patience to deal with what comes with the position we play in our culture. Keep your money next time. Us N words human too. Hashtag God bless. Like what? I just want to ask: Do uh, queer black people not exist? <laughs> exactly. This is the thing that do actually, queer black people not exist? This is the thing that really angers me: is people that come off um of this that's happened with the baby and the baby himself obviously saying that yeah. and being like oh like everyone's up in arms if only they were this up in arms when um, but yeah and it's like first of all <laughs> like like where where have you been obviously racism is really mm-hmm. it's, it's still rife um it still exists and it's black people are i would say probably the most oppressed people mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. worldwide mm-hmm. however there's intersections. Yeah. There are still intersections. Exactly. And I, like, how how are you and um, why do you have to compare it? Like But actually actually do you know what? Like it's cool, let's compare because you know what? The two things are actually very um they are layered. You know why? Because um homophobia is actually a construct of white supremacy itself. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who um he's from Derby, which is like obviously a very white place. And um he, he actually does a lot of like activism surrounding like um homophobia in the black community and last year when all the blm marches were, were kind of um where the blm movement was in full swing during the summer um he joined derby's like blm movement right and he had to leave because they dissociated themselves from the you know the official black lives Matter movement because they said that oh they propagate homophobia and that's unnatural and it's not natural to black people it's not it's not like black culture and all that kind of stuff and we had a discussion, me and him, and we were basically talking about how how homophobia, like, you, 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 you can, like, separate the two, you know, like, anti-blackness and homophobia, you can separate them, but actually they are both um, uh, uh, iterations of white supremacy, right? Because white supremacy holds that, it holds a norm, right? So the white kind of um, heteros- heteronormative, heterosexual um, individual, that is what belongs in, um, like, the the inner right and anyone else not belonging to that is like the other and um, the self and the other so 
even homophobia, even something like homophobia. So, you, so even the baby, he's talking about like, oh my god, like, what about black rights and all that kind of stuff. Like, queer rights is actually black rights. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize, even as a straight black person, you can't be liberated until like queer right, queer people have been liberated as well. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's it, all white supremacy at the end of the day. You know, you know, people just people like to take things at face value they don't like to actually think about it that's the problem like what you just said makes perfect sense but i guarantee someone will probably still watch this video right now like let's look down at the comments and like literally they'll be still be saying like uh like why are you going so deep it's not that deep like uh exactly you know it is i i just want to i want to raise something so i want to raise so me um one of my like one of the kind of like organizing principles of my personal politics and practice is um, a manifesto, um, the Comahi R- River Collective statement um, by a group of black queer women, right? Um, and they basically, the, the message, their political message is the fact that no one in this world is free until the black queer woman is free. Because if we look at every st- any structure of like oppression, any structure of discrimination, what you will find at the bottom is the black queer woman. Um, now, if she's free, that means every single um, structure of oppression is free. Do you get what I mean? Because it, because if we if we think of it in terms of like hierarchies and stratifications, um, so people who are like, oh, it's not that deep and blah 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 blah. Even especially people from like marginalized identities yourself. How are you going to be liberated when you know black queer people are not liberated because? Because that means if, if they're still oppressed while you're liberated, then that means the structure of oppression that oppressed you in the first place still exists, right? Yeah. Whereas if a black queer woman is liberated, then there is no other structure of oppression that can exist, right? Mm-hmm. So I would I mean I would recommend everyone to go read the um you know the statement themselves, but yeah, that is something to bear in mind. Like there's a genuine kind of like uh, a, a political ideology behind what I'm saying here. It's not it's not just nonsense. Yeah. No, and it all makes perfect sense. It's just annoying that people, literally, there's a lack of willingness to engage and there's only so much you can do. Like, literally, like, if I just remember now when I was saying about um, YouTube, I don't know if you've seen, but one of the recent videos I put up was when we were talking about how Bangladesh is um, this South Asian economic leader. um, And someone commented on that with the um you with the name Jim Crow um say, <laughs> yeah saying um I think they said something like this girl's no knows nothing I bet she hasn't even been to Bangladesh oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I want to go look at that who yeah. said that Jim Crow apparently and it's just like I bet this girl hasn't even been to Bangladesh my mm. guy can you point out Bangladesh on a map mm. but that's hilarious am I allowed to go off like from my own account Am I allowed to do that? Oh, what do you mean? Like, can I cuss this person? Oh yeah, like like, go, go for it. <laughs> I'm surprised, you know, you know, like we get like a bit of like questionable comments all the time. I'm surprised you. The thing is, you know what the before. thing is, you know why? Because I, you know, I purposely don't look at it because how can I, how many times can I like ha- can I cuss your bloodline? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because that's what I will do if I look at the comments. I'm not going to be able to control myself. <laughs> um, one final thing I wanted to talk about the whole like the baby situation as well was also the um misogyny that was obviously evident there even outside of the whole rant the yeah. fact that he brought on tory lanes literally straight oh, after yeah. megan oh yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. Set. 
mm-hmm. like like what like literally what was the reason yeah 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 it's about i mean they were like so so him and meg Stalin, they were like friends right mm. and i think did something happen i think like they fell out or something happened between them and then he brought out tory lanes and like it was definitely deliberate because mm. she has um oh, i don't know exactly what the what type of like restraining order but she has some oh, a protective order i think i think that's what it's called like she has some kind of like protective order against him mm. um and it's brazy like you know it was deliberately antagonistic to her because Tory Lanez was not listed. Mm. He wasn't listed. So. The baby. Like, Men. clearly you're, like, Men. not a very nice person, in my opinion. And it was so, also, I'm not a fan of T.I. Like, T.I. literally oh, the one. The one t- he's a weirdo. Yeah, the one he's, he's a weirdo. Get, the one who's taken his daughter every um, year to get virginity tested. Yep. Yet you're saying, like, literally, I don't know if you saw... But like he would, it, after the whole the baby situation, he actually came to the baby's defense and was saying, "Oh, if Lil Nas X can um, be like um, show his like sexuality in that, like I um, I don't roll with that, but it's cool. Like if he can do oh that, the baby God. should be able to do this." And he's like, "I don't want my kids seeing Lil Nas X's thing, but he's cool. You don't want your kids to see that. Yet you're taking your daughter every year to, to get, get virginity yeah, tested. Literally. My guy, look at your head." Look at your head. What what is your priorities, man? What is your priorities? Like I don't understand like how like it's just annoying that people like that can are allowed to exist like that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they're allowed Straight to, men are yeah. like bottom barrel. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say mm. it bottom barrel. Like dearie me. Fix your priorities, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. fix your house before you go speak on someone else. We are now going to get into a reoccurring segment on the show, which we like to call uh, ba- bashing billionaires. <laughs> bashing billionaires. <laughs> um, or isn't it trillionaires now? I think. Oh, this guy is. I can't even keep track, man. I can't right. keep. Yeah. Right. So, in case you hadn't got from that, we're talking about Mr. Bezos, aka the richest person in the world. Um, he owns Amazon, and his most recent um activity has involved him going to space now (laughs) we don't know too much about like what this was i think isn't it something like they go up and like it's kind of like they're hovering like in like just 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 gets out into like the stratosphere and then he just comes back back. yeah i don't know why he did that apparently it costs like so like a lot of money like like i don't know if it's millions or billions per minute or whatever but it costs a lot of money basically and I know that all him and Elon Musk and what's it called Kevin Branson is that is the name the one who owns Virgin Richard Branson Richard Branson <laughs> yeah, not Kevin they're <laughs> obsessed with space yeah they're obsessed with space and it's basically like this who's who can do the most basically you know it, yeah it's coming like uh, Russia Russia and America during the Cold mm. War era except they're all they're all American aren't they yeah. it's like oh, no, Richard Branson's British is he not. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's British. We don't claim him. Anyway, but like, it is, it's just, obviously, You know what? Go to space. Bloody stay there. (laughs) Stay in space as well. Don't come back. uh, It's just a bit like, obviously, going to space is cool and that, like exploring, but I'm also kind of like, what, what's the point? If they're just literally just going, just to literally hover and then come back it's, down again. It's because they have more money than sense. So like exactly. they have more money than like, uh, yeah. More you money know, these, than morals. Yeah, I mean, these times your workers are, are wearing nappies because they don't get break, toilet breaks. And, oh. and here you are spending like, what, millions and billions of uh, dollars to go 
to to um go into space for five minutes like yeah. I, it's actually you know what it is now it's it's really like obviously as I think that this conversation, particularly about Jeff Bezos, came more into the forefront during the pandemic, right? Because that's when you really see the depravity of, like, Amazon. Um, because didn't his wealth, like, double during the pandemic or something? Mm. I mean, like, people. meanwhile, people are dying and losing their absolute livelihoods. Like, the disparity of experiences has been so obvious during the pandemic, right? Um, and 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 while while all this whilst all this discussion is coming about a lot there's there's been the the point I'm making is that there's there people have ad, tried to add so much nuance to to this discussion about whether Jeff Bezos is a good person or he's a bad person for being a billionaire. It's now actually unquestionable. It's mm. unquestionable for 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 him to know that like that it's just unquestionable that this is what he's choosing to spend his money on mm. when his workers need a raise they need work rights they need labor rights you know literally like obviously bad stuff is happening all the time but especially the past few years the whole world has kind of fallen on its knees yep. sort of thing <laughs> yep now would be the like obviously you should be helping people in need all the time anyway but now is you you can't ignore it's time to it. really interrogate yeah. these things right like people uh, talking about oh going back to normal going back to normal now nah, the point is we should not be going back to normal like we should need we need to create like a new normal mm-hmm. um a new normal from all the lessons that we've learned during the pandemic which is how precarious people's lives truly are how mm-hmm. people are literally so many people in this world are literally what a couple of paychecks away from uh, from being homeless having nothing um these things are, are really pertinent and like amazon as well are quite extreme in terms of their like uh labor rights abuses mm. i'm talking about literally like I'm, I'm seeing case studies of like workers literally wearing like adult diapers and stuff like that because they don't get toilet breaks people literally dying on shift um so it's just hilarious that this is what he's chosen to spend his money on like whoever wants to now come to like his defense and be like well it's his money and he's earned it and all of this stuff like just remember this in it next time you man are like you, you can't you don't have enough change for the bus and that is a bit like yeah exactly jeff bezos doesn't have that problem because he's exploiting people just like you exactly exactly uh, I, just, I just don't really understand that the mindset of it like if i had that much money like is there uh, is there no desire at all to redistribute to, yeah. the wealth at least a little bit yeah like or doing like constant giving back to the community like. the thing is is like sorry i'm so sorry by the way i you know what i'm just gonna take this opportunity i don't know if i've ever said it on the show or not but i've got adhd yeah i think you've mentioned it one or two times oh have i <laughs> yeah. okay because that's why like my adhd i've been struggling with it a bit recently well more than usual recently so like i don't know if like people listen to the show and they're like oh my god she's so rude she's always cutting people off she's always speaking over people you know it's so hard for me to not do that like mm. it's actually my adhd like i have such a problem with it like every time i do it i'm like stop 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 and like i can't guys like i'm not being rude i'm not rude carlos nah. i'm sorry but like more time you just need to keep speaking over me like that's nah, actually what people right. have to do you know what it is though it's kind of like at least it's like whenever you're doing it which i don't think it I don't think it comes across as rude, like okay. at least ninety nine percent of the time. Um, but like you know what it is, it's that you're actually say- whenever you like are contributing, you're actually saying stuff that's worth being said. Yeah. At least it's that you're not like constantly butting in and then literally just talking absolute nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So 
with that in mind, off you go. Yeah, sorry guys. I just <laughs> wanted to add a little because I was actually like quite insecure about it. Like I was like, oh my god, like people are gonna. I'm because it is something that I struggle with. Like in ev- all my like inter- relationships and interactions and everything, I have a big problem with like not being able to to not like just cut people off. Um, so please, guys, don't judge me for it. I am neurodivergent. Like, just gonna say that. Anyways, um. What was I saying? <laughs> the point for literal example. I've literally gone on to like yeah. Um, but um, obviously talking about Jeff Bezos and this. Why is there no desire to redistribute the wealth? That's it. You know what the thing is? Yeah, like this is with all billionaires across the world. Because like for for example, Bill, Bill Gates. Like people will be like, oh my god, but he gives away half of his wealth and blah 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 blah. But it's like he still retains an unnatural amount of wealth and and. The amount of wealth that these guys have, that not only will they not be able to spend it in their lifetime, their grandkids, their great-grandkids, their great-great-grandkids will not be able to spend it in their lifetime either. Like, if we look at Jeff Bezos' fortune, I wonder how many generations of, peop- of, of like, his descendants there is going to have to be until they spend the money that he has. And that's with them not earning anything. Like, you actually can't. You know what, I rate his ex-wife as well, because at least, I think, in their divorce settlement, at least, I think she kind of gave all that money that she got away. Oh, like, she, she was like, I think she was like, didn't want it. So at least oh. she's got some kind of yeah moral compass. But uh, I just don't understand it. Like, I think I saw something as well about, like, the people who, celebrities who donate, donated the most, like, or something in the past, like, year. Um, Marcus Rashford... Has donated. I think it said that I don't really understand how this works, but it said that he's donated one hundred twenty-six percent of his wealth. Like I don't really, I don't, I don't get that. Oh. But like cl- clearly he's. That's doing our something. babes, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. That's that's our babes. That's like, actually our babes. Like do better, isn't it? Like, and it just goes to show, like it does actually. All all of this does actually come from a place of compassion, right? Like someone like Marcus Rashford, obviously his his life and his background have been really super well documented, and we know that he came from like real financial like hardship and like you know precarity and stuff like that in that way. And that it's that insight that's put him in a position now where he gives away like so much of his wealth. Um, so it is actually that that is the thing that is the thing between like greed and and like philanthropy it's it's compassion and insight mm. it's not even to do with like how much money you have or how much you don't have Marcus Rashford is not giving away what he's giving away just because he has bare extra because bare man have bare extra and they're not giving it away he's giving it away because he has compassion because he has insight because he's been in that position so ultimately that is what it is that's what it comes down to it's a test of like human compassion and like human decency and you know what? I am going to quote from the Bible and I will say that King Jesus has said, King Jesus has said, it is more difficult for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a, for a wealthy man to enter the gates of kingdom. Can I get an amen? I'm, I'm really confused at what's going on by amen. <laughs> like, amen. Believer <laughs> just quoted that. But I, oh my God. Listen, we're all the same. At the end of the day, we're all the same. Christians, Muslims, Jewish people, we're all the same. I do genuinely believe that, but... Um, people are going to come for you about that, but, like... Uh, Abrahamic religions were all the same, in my opinion, there. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, honestly, like, I do... I actually pray to God, like, I beg, never make me wealthy, God. Like, give me enough so I can help people. Mm. Don't make me wealthy. I'm terrified of being wealthy. I think that in itself just kind of shows, like, the... What's it called? Like, it sounds weird when you say it, but then it's, like, it makes sense. Like... Yeah. With with great was it with great power comes great responsibility and 
I don't yep. know if I would want that responsibility. Mm. Com to be comfortable, yes. To be like, but like, what? What's the point? I not don't even, understand. Not even responsibility, but like corruption. Like your your mm. heart must truly be corrupted for you to be able to, to 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 see what's going on in the world and know that you can fix so much of it and not willingly not do that, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. And obviously, again, like if we're talking about Jeff Bezos and going into space, like we have to talk about like the climate mm. climate um effects of that um of i don't need to say like I, I to be fair like this is something that even me personally i'm not that or as tuned into it as i should be um but you know there's so much recently in the past couple like in the past decade or so so much discourse has come out where we're, we're talking about individuals right and we're talking about individuals res individual responsibility that people have use a plastic straw stop eating meat like cycle to work all of these things and ultimately like okay yeah keep doing it because we're ultimately we're all responsible for what we do but None of that truly, a plastic straw is not, a, a, a paper straw is not going to make a difference when people like Jeff Bezos are, are going, are using, like, I don't know the science of it, but like doing what they're, like going into space just for the fun of it. Yeah. Right. Using all those resources, affecting the climate. Exactly. In the way, in exactly. The, 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 all the resources it takes to actually do going. that literally yeah. for five minutes mm -hmm. just for like creating all those emissions all of that exactly it's so funny as well because it is actually like let's get less let's be honest like if you guys don't know the blame is with like the big corporations in the world mm. um and it's hilarious because like i think it was, it was boris johnson like he went to um some it was like some climate meeting yeah. from london to cornwall my guy took a plane <laughs> like at this point he has to be trolling us at this point he's laughing at us like you are all mugs it must be. It does not make any sense. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, if you're really, truly serious about, like, you know, climate devastation and you want to make a difference, you have to... It's, the answer is not... I mean, yes, do what do other things, you know, like plus paper straws and not eating meat, whatever, whatever makes you comfortable. The real answer, the, the most effective answer is political lobbying. Like, that is what actually you need to do. If you want to make a difference in terms of climate devastation, that is what you need to do is political action. That's what That's what needs to happen. There's only so much you, you can do as an individual. It needs to exactly. be a collective. Exactly. Change. Exactly. This is what we we were actually t talking about a similar discussion um a few weeks back with Simran and um I was saying like people shouldn't like like I've I I I have to force myself not to feel guilty like sometimes like I will will like not put stuff in the right recycling bin just because like I'm really tired. I don't mm. want to like wash wash that and like I, I i obviously that's like bad on me but then also i'm kind of like i should not like keep myself up, up and night about that you, yeah. like when literally people it could help so much yeah. and they're not they're not yeah. doing that like the 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 I, I don't know the statistic but i know like um the vast majority of oh, some kind of pollution um comes from the west mm. so there was a statistic that i read like I'm so I'm so sorry that I didn't come prepared with it, but like it's it's so, so for example somewhere like Bangladesh, right? Bangladesh disproportionately faces climate devastation because we're very flat. I've heard for my whole life that in about thirty years, Bangladesh, if if climate devastation continues the way that it is, Bangladesh is going to be gone. Like it's going to be completely underwater, right? Um, and so they disproportionately face the effects of it, and then it's somewhere like it was America that disproportionately creates, um, like climate devastation, basically. Um, so. Yeah, it's collective action, but it's also uh, holding the right people to account. Mm -hmm. 
we could you could go your whole life never eating meat again you could go your whole life never using plastic again it's actually not going to make a difference until the corporations are being held to account like very true that's what it is it's is it's kind of a similar situation to before when we were talking about how um black people cannot be liberated until queer black people are liberated because it's like the same so it's the same sort of thing where it's kind of like you can't like it's you have to get to the root of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. The, the thing overarching that, the, structure, exactly. What encompasses, encompasses everything. Exactly. Like, that's what needs to actually change. Exactly, exactly. Right, so we're going to play a bit of music now. And Halima, I believe this is your... Oh, oh my it? God. Okay, guys. So, Leon Bridges is my guy. Like, he's actually my guy. Um, I'm surprised I'm not squealing right now. I love him so much. Carlos, like, I love him. So I love him. I love him so much. Um... He's recently, he released his new album, uh, Gold Digger Sound, and these are two of my favourite songs from the album, Don't Worry Especially, like, uh, you will have listened to it, right, when you downloaded it. Yeah, yeah. This, it is stunning, it's so smooth, it's so sensual, it's just, it's just so great, it's honestly, it's probably my favourite song right now, Shower Liam Bridges, if you're out there, you know, I sent, I stay DMing this guy, I DM him all the time, I love you, I love you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that a few times, it's shocking. <laughs> come to the UK I love you so much <laughs> please uh, Leon if you're somehow magically listening come to the UK I love you so much right, so thank you for the album <laughs> we've just been discussing some content that we're going to be doing for Pi Radio in terms of South Asian Heritage Ooh. Month so Halim is very excited because it involves food yep. so, <laughs> very excited yeah getting planning that um, stay tuned guys yeah definitely keep an Tune eye out for, for that tops. Um. It's kind of sad, but um, we're going to end things on a little bit of a serious note. This final, um, now in terms of topic, not in terms of like, I'm not, I'm not about to make a statement or anything. I'm just like, oh, in terms of like, this, this final topic we're covering. Right. Oh, we were talking about Love Island. You know what? Yeah. You, you never replied to me. I didn't know if you were up to date or not. Oh, no, no. I did. You, you, I replied too late, but I was like, oh, yeah, of course yeah, okay. I did. Sorry, oh, my okay, bad. Okay, my cool. bad. Good, good. Right. So what we'll do is we'll talk about the serious thing first, and then the final like, five minutes we'll just do like a Love Island rundown okay. thing. Okay. Right. So first, um, serious thing. Also, should we maybe close? Yeah, of course. Yeah, cheers. So the first serious thing is I saw a report was released um, earlier this week, and I saw it on Manchester Evening News. So I'm just gonna read out um, what it was about. But it's basically black people living in Greater Manchester are over five times more likely to be stopped and searched or tasered by police officers, according to a concerning new report. Now, I think I wasn't surprised when I saw this because I'm pretty sure those figures were already like nationwide. That was where it is. However, obviously seeing it greater greater manchester like it did just and i kind of just wanted to like revisit the whole like idea of stop and search whether Mm -hmm. it can ever be a good thing and also like just why it's a problem in general in our opinion so for those of you that don't know stopping and searching it i don't know how you wouldn't know but stopping and searching is obviously a police um if they have i think it's reasonable um reasonable doubt that you might be like holding a weapon or doing something illegal um basically in possession of something that is illegal then mm-hmm. they have the authority to stop and search you now obviously the reasons for why this is a thing is because it 
it suppose is supposed to help um obviously prevent it's supposed to help prevent crime basically it's supposed to help get weapons get illegal stuff off the street therefore the um, perpetrators can't use that illegal mm -hmm. stuff however when you look at the statistics and i'm not sure whether there's one on this report here but if you look at the statistics the amount of people who actually um are stopped and searched and then are just released without there being any issue whatsoever in regards to they they don't they're not holding anything anything like that it's just, it's a bit silly and like is it is it the, the begs the question is it worth having stop and search when at the end of the day it just ends up harassing people mm -hmm. like like I, d I don't know what do you think Alina? Um, so i have quite strong feelings about this because mm -hmm. so the the figure obviously you've given the figure for um black people but um i think i read a statistic somewhere where i think uh, bangladeshis and pakistanis are i think e either the same amount or slightly less so like also like very very harassed um and i i say that because not to derail, derail the point that carlos made but because in my own family so i have a lot of like um young cousins um young male cousins around you know like mid to late 20s early 30s um even from when they were teenagers to be honest with you and obviously like my family are based in Longsight, which is already an over surveillanced area in terms of police um uh, my whole life i have gone just um incident after incident after incident of of, of um disproportionate stop and searches against my because they obviously all drive like nice cars as well right so basically what the assumption is is a young asian guy where you know um and also like young black men as well like driving a nice car therefore drug dealer um that is what the assumption is um so we've we've had like numerous incidents like just just non-stop like i remember like there was one time when one of my cousins got stopped three times in one day yeah like th in the in the same day three times like it's it's actually ridiculous um i've had incidences where like the police will um like the, they're they're tailing one of my cousins in an unmarked car um so he's obviously he doesn't know it's the police so he's like this this is Buki. this person is tailing me so he speeds up to lose the person as soon as he speeds up the lights come on why are you speeding but like you just mm. you just like harass me um i have i have i have um incidences where like you know one of my cousin he was driving and the police blocked off an entire road for him they blocked off two ends of a road for him yeah no he hadn't done anything like it was just suspicious what, what was suspicious they don't you, what, they, you know what, what is, the thing is what is well, that though? doubt like, what reasonable doubt is it? so they always give like under section blah 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 your wheels something to do with your wheels or under something blah, mm. blah under section blah 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 something to do with your window you know like when it comes to it that's what that's the excuses that they gave like there was one time where like one of my cousins um they they like stopped him he was literally in his driveway eating a banana in his car like bet like three different police cars or something like that came it's funny you say that actually because that's the one thing that actually happened to me was that um luckily it wasn't anything to do with being searched however um i literally was driving back to my house and i literally pulled up outside of my family home mm. and parked the car and then i like remember there was there, i could see there was a car behind me and i was kind of like why is it like stopping i was really confused mm. And then just all the blue lights, and I was yeah. just like, "What? What is going on?" Mm. And I just came, and they like started like questioning me, like, "Oh, like, have you had anything to drink?" And they did this, that, the other. And I'm just like, 
I was just really confused and shocked and I, it was weird as well because I remember afterwards like I was just obviously I knew I hadn't done anything wrong yeah but like I just felt like it, it it's, did it's pro- like it's it, a like it's like gaslighting in it yeah like, like I just re- felt really, really off, and like I was like really, Shook like a bit, a bit, yeah. bit messed up. Like yeah. the days after, and that that was even after it wasn't like that bad of an, an experience. It was exactly. more just kind of like, why have I been stopped In, for no what reason? What it does is it, they mentally mess with you basically because it, it makes you paranoid now. Like, mm. like th- for my cousins that have spoken like about their experiences and stuff, that's what they say. Like, it literally makes you paranoid that like that you just you can't do anything do you know what i mean like mm. there's such a restriction on restriction on like your freedom you're just para that any any corner you turn like they're gonna come and and the thing is is like it's such an abuse of power because they actually don't need any excuse they can make up anything mm-hmm. they can actually make up anything and because you're not as well versed in the law as they are there's such a power dynamic there that they exploit mm. um so stop stops and searches they're just they're inhumane especially because now the facts and figure are saying how can five times more likely that's not a accident that's not just a, oh it's just a coincidence it just so happens mm. they're slightly more towards you know uh, uh black people than white yeah. people or whatever five times more likely that's systemic it's also like you can't even say like oh yeah but uh, black people are more involved in crime because that's simply not. Like, it's not true because also like if you look at again the stats of the amount of people that actually do actually have something on them like yeah next to nothing like yep. i think it's like I, I don't quote i'm not sure on the statistic by the way but i'm pretty sure it's like around 20 percent if that is what the amount of people are actually are successful stop and searches yeah exactly in terms of actually exactly it's harassment yeah that's what it is like we need to say what it is it's harassment if it was not harassment then the the racial um kind of breakdown would not be so would not tell the story for us right mm-hmm. and in this case it does so uh, it's just that yeah needs they're to... inhumane they're unethical they need to be regulated they mm-hmm. need to be regulated it's not a coincidence that there's anti-blackness in this country and all of a sudden f- black people are five times more likely to be stopped, stopped and searched than white people yeah that's Andy Burnham sort it out yeah Andy Burnham sort it out mm-hmm. oh dear and you know what the thing that what I just want to end on in regards to this is just it, you know what's so annoying is like this is based on my own experience by the way I'm not like talking down on anyone i'm not saying like everyone should believe this but from my own experience with the police mm. they've never been there and for me mm. when i've needed them mm. to be and for, for my immediate like close connections as well they've never actually been there for me when i needed it yeah. uh yeah but then obviously they've been there when it's been like, yeah exactly so it's kind of like why is so much energy going into these stop and searches which are only a certain amount actually effective why is it like you have to wait so long for example if you're getting like burgled that's where like yeah. it takes so long for like police to actually turn up yeah. and like actually mm-hmm. like sort stuff out like mm-hmm. what why i think i just think the way in which they're what's it called distributed probably needs to be tackled more um mm. like do- dealt with more effectively and also like and uh, this is before we even have the conversation about the police as an institution in general i was gonna wait, say wait, wait, i'm wait, keeping wait, quiet yeah, exactly, because wait, if i start gonna... to speak ofcom really will shut pirate yeah, radio exactly, down exactly so we're, <laughs> and also we're like five minutes away so we're not gonna get into that today yeah. but before we get into all that just if the police is gonna continue as it is it needs to that's the first step basically mm. 
Right, so on to more positive things, Love Island. So we're gonna just gonna do a quick little recap of last night's episode, and I'm gonna be. Pre- it was juicy. Yeah. You know what I'm really annoyed about? <laughs> I was actually out last night, so I couldn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it live? I, no, no. Actually, I did see bits of it, and then also I came back at like two in the morning, and I tried to watch it, but I was a little bit drunk and also very sleepy, so I just kept on going in and out. Oh <laughs> and no, Carlos! And then I you woke messed up the, up the viewing experience. I woke up this morning. Should have saved it. I know. I woke up this morning and I was like, "Oh no, I don't have, I don't have time to um properly watch it." So I watched a few clips and I got my girlfriend to tell me exactly what happened. But apparently, it was one of the best episodes ever. It was juicy. I'm not gonna lie. It was juicy. And obviously, as always with Love Island, like you can't have the episode by itself. You need the Twitter commentary as well. Like, exactly. You need, and Twitter was going off. Like it was funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It was very very funny. Mm. Um, usually, the thing with like Castle Mori couplings is that there's usually like one main like store couple storyline whereas this time around they were just bare like they were were, like three main ones like you know honestly there was even potential for jake to recouple like realistically yeah but no i don't think i don't think he would have recoupled i think there was potential for it to kick off between liberty and jake if someone had basically come forward and said that he was egging on everyone else's infidelities i really hope i hope that comes out you know and when um, they do like newspaper um, yeah, I, I really, I really hope challenge. that that's one of them because he deserves to be told yeah. off for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, also, I don't get it. Why does he think that by egging on the other lads to cheat, you're gonna get the fifty k? Because like you forget, we are the people who are. It actually makes you voting. unlikable, right? Yeah, yeah, we are the ones that have the control over yeah, that. Exactly, so exactly. Now, I, th- I think obviously liberty i really like her but jake i, think, I love liberty yeah i but, love liberty but jake like you've just you've you've effectively just ruined your chances you see how men can drag you down exactly you see this is a perfect perfectly anecdotal of how a washed man will drag down a good girl so who's your um, favorite couple in there at the oh, moment god oh god it was kaz and tyler um that's like i say uh, i feel like that's just because we were rooting for it because it was because of Ta- Kaz. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly but i mean tyler was also very very sexy and when he came in like he was obviously like he was doing well when he was treating her well and stuff like that i'm not surprised that he recoupled um i understand why Kaz is upset because he kind of came in all guns blazing like it's just you it's just you it's just you so yeah so i do understand but i'm also not surprised that he recoupled especially like clarice like okay um I, Toby, I've changed my mind on Toby. I quite like him now. I feel like before we was thinking he was like chaotic evil, but now I think he's like chaotic neutral. You know, he's just a kid. He's he's a kid. There's nothing in that man's head apart from Aaron boobs. (laughs) Like that's it. That's all it is. Um, but he's like great entertainment. You know when he was chatting to oh you didn't see, but when he was chatting to Abin, he was like oh but I like you. I was actually I was laughing. Oh, I did see like, a bit I was of that laughing. First look, yeah. It was funny, man. It's actually funny. Um, uh, she's a bit stupid. I'm not gonna lie. No, no offense, Abby, but like why, why? Oh, she's think, silly. Like, she why? is silly. This girl, like I, I, what delusion? <laughs> Someone was like, this is the kind of faith that you need to have in God, not men. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I really relate <laughs> that level of faith. I don't like, honest to God. Yeah. Um, um, Teddy and Faye. Yeah. Really, I really hope that they fix. Things. They will fix it. They will fix it. They yes, will. I feel. But like the producers te- did them dirty, though. No, Teddy especially. I think, I think they've messed around with um, Faye's head and made her do stuff that she her wouldn't have done. And yeah, exactly. exactly. And Teddy has just been completely done over. And yeah. Fam, did you see the clip where he had the 
the teddy behind his back. You come back with a teddy and then you put it down on the floor. Oh. It was heartbreaking. And the thing is, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, you see Clarice. So Teddy was like Clarice's first choice. She's a badass. She's like top tier. Like, like you know, obviously I know beauty work, is yeah. subjective, but I think there is consensus here that Clarice is, you know, the one of the best looking girls in the villa. And he actually stuck with Faye. Like, Clarice stuck it on him and yeah. his head did not get turned. He stuck it on Faye. Like, okay, yeah, he flirted a little bit, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he... he, he yeah. Ultimately, like, he, he, he obviously really liked her. And, like, she came in and, like, you know, when, when, when they had that initial interaction, it was obviously very, very hostile. But he still was comforting her. That's a man. Yeah, Teddy, um, I do... I feel like at the moment, I want them to win. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think they might have clinched it yeah. for me. I think they might have clinched it for me. Millie and Liam could have been the next Molly May and um, Tommy. They could but have. But he has fumbled the bag massively. He is massively. And you know what? Yeah, I need to talk about this guy. The confidence. The confidence with which he came in, like, hands in the air, cheering himself on. Like, for what, my guy? You know, Lily, she deserves a 50K. <laughs> she deserves a 50K. Uh, she came and scattered the whole thing. She said, "If I'm listen, if I'm not getting peace, no one is getting peace. I like her. I like that. Oh. Great, great entertainment. we won't see any more of her on our TV. No, but... but I loved what she did, though. I loved what she did. Scattered it. <laughs> right, we're going to have to um, round things off there. But thank you so much, guys, for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week with a special guest. Halima, I believe you're organising yes, this. Yes, we're, we're speaking to a lovely young Bangladeshi doctor called Rafia. Um, she runs an organisation called Amar Doctor, which means My Doctor in Bangla. Um, basically focused on like um, Bangla- on healthcare initiatives within like the community of Bangladeshi women on educating them and things like that. So um, very, very interesting discussion next week. I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure you tune in for that. Um, to finish with, we're going to play a track from the latest um release from malik boys they've just dropped their album also called malik boys <laughs> and this is their version of the what's it called um Perry Button, like, oh yeah, so, okay yeah. so let's enjoy that and we'll see you guys next week